This is Sex Ed Debunked, a cross-generational podcast hosted by mother-daughter duo, Christine and Channing Curley, where we talk about all the things you learned or didn't learn in sex ed and where it all went wrong. From the abstinence curriculum to the monogamy myth and the vast spectrum of rainbow representation, we'll get real about sex positivity and catch you up on everything from proper anatomy to the holistic benefits of a great sex life. Tune in to Sex Ed Debunked wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us at Sex Ed Debunked on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hi, and welcome to Sex Ed Debunked, a cross-generational podcast about sex positivity, sexual health, and why Santa is really missing out on a business opportunity in the adult retail segment. <laughs> we're your hosts, Christine and Shannon Curley, and we're so excited to be joined today by Lucas Hawthorne, a sex toy expert from Mr. Sister Erotica in Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome, Lucas. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> today we're going to be debunking the myth that adult retail, meaning sex toys, lingerie, and assorted accessories, are just for the kink community or younger adults or for highly sexually experimental people. In other words, the myth that sexy fun is not for everyone. In fact, as I'm sure you can attest to, Lucas, adult toys can be a great addition to most sex lives, um, regardless of how kinky they are or how vanilla they are, that it's all about good fun in the bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lucas, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell our listeners a little bit about you and uh, your background and how you ended up at Mr. Sister. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, yeah, so... Like I already said, uh, my name is Lucas Hawthorne. I use Zizim and AM pronouns. Um, I've been at Mr. Sister for a bit over three years now, like three and a half, I guess. Um, and before I worked there, I actually worked at another uh, larger retail chain uh, that was also a like adult novelties and lingerie and stuff like that. Uh, that <laughs> very different experience <laughs> there. Um, and before, even for that, I did work with a few different organizations, uh, with this place called SHIP. It, uh, they're a local organization to Rhode Island. Um, Y'all are probably familiar with them. I don't know about uh, listeners well, being, knowing them. Uh, well, you I, can say their full name because they had a name that I think some of our listeners are familiar okay. with. Yeah, so it's the Center for Sexual Pleasure and Health, but nowadays they're known as SHIP. Um, because funding. Because funding. Yeah. <laughs> Pleasure's a naughty word. It's the yeah, same reason apparently. that we can't use the actual word sex in any of our social media posts because yeah. you get filtered out if you say the word. Yeah, you're like straight to the bottom of the algorithm. Yeah, Goodbye. Like, Sorry, see you later. Yeah, but um, SEGS is doing really well. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like TikTok is largely uh, to thank for yeah. that with their extreme word filtering it's needed. Yeah, thanks, uh, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, so I interned with them uh, several years back, actually, at this point. Um, but even before that, I was like really involved with them because I just really liked their mission and what they did. And like, I've always enjoyed uh, talking about and helping other people like process through their thoughts around like sex and sexuality and orientations and gender identity. Like I just, I don't know. If well, that's why you're a perfect guest for us, because you you cover all the spectrums that we're looking at, because it's not just about it's not just about play, but it's also about education and mm -hmm. it's also about comfort. And it's great that you started out with a organization that was about 
learning mm-hmm. and, and not, you know, and then you progressed into actually working with the public and, and really bringing that message to the public, which I think is, um, is a great mission. It's what we're trying to do, too. So, yeah, it's a topic that I love to just like go on deep dives late at night and like end up on all these random little article sites or reviewers or even just down a deep wiki hole. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so like learning all that stuff and kind of researching it, it's nice to be able to share that when people are uh, curious and more open to it. Because, you know, some folks, they get a little tense if you bring up stuff around sexual content. And you're like, all right, I got to sort of check and make sure this conversation is, yeah, yeah. you know, are you good with this? All right, cool. Um, but one thing that we talked about when we first uh, started talking to you and, and learning a little bit about your experience at Mr. Sister was the way that the pandemic has sort mm-hmm. of shifted that. And I know you mentioned that you've been asked this a bunch, but I was really fascinated with that because anytime there's sort of an inflection point, which the pandemic certainly was and mm-hmm. certainly a health inflection point, too, Um things change. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear your experience with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's So one thing I definitely picked up on over the course of the pandemic is that people had a lot of time to themselves (laughs) to figure some stuff out. And like the... The things that people are coming into our store and asking for and the needs that they have haven't really changed all that much, but the amount of people in each, like for each particular need has definitely shifted. Um, Like I would say leading up into like when things were just starting to get kind of bad um, before we had like mandated quarantine and everything, a lot of people were like, oh, let me, you know, like stock up supplies kind of in that like, oh, winter storm's coming sort of way. (laughs) Um, So people who stocked up on like, you know, like vibrators and lube and basic things for at home. You know, people stock up on canned goods, you know, (laughs) priority. You know, all the essentials, everything you might need. Um, And then I noticed that- Toilet paper and wine. (laughs) And vibrators. (laughs) The top three. And lube. Yeah, and honestly, turns out that was a good call for a lot of folks because now there's like shortages all over the place. Right, so supply chain issues su- affect everyone. It really has. <laughs> um, yeah, more than more than you would think. I was very surprised at like, for example, how much of the lubricant that we carry ended up being really hard to get all of a sudden because all the bottles were turned into hand sanitizer bottles. Oh, um, so like there was definitely a lot of folks that had more curiosity about mm-hmm. stuff, and we had a, at least I at least had a lot of folks coming in with more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely sold a lot of like how-to books and idea guides and things like that. Yeah, that's um, great. So you your store really has that type of stuff for mm-hmm. the curious. Yeah, and I think that's part of what we're talking about today. Is it's like it's fun to be curious. Mm-hmm. The experience of walking in a store of that has erotica from from toys to vibrators to accessories to to clothes to books and it's fun and it's welcoming. And someone like you, Lucas, it makes it clear that. You're there to to make their experience more fun and to and to help them explore the things they're curious about. Yeah, and um, I think that's a message that's really important because I think it is intimidating or it feels intimidating, and there's a tendency for people to be like, "Well, I'm just going to buy something online." And I think the experience, that tactile experience of being in person, is really a different experience. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of perks to having somebody come in the store, and like sometimes they'll call and ask questions over the phone, and if they do, then like we're totally happy to help with answering any of those. Sometimes it's like I have no idea where to even start on this sort of topics. Um, 
But a lot of times I really just encourage people to come into the store mm -hmm. because like one thing that we have that like you're not going to get online is being able to pick up and feel how the different toys are, feel what a vibration feels like against, you know, from brand to brand. You're not going to be able to test that online, you know. And just to clarify, all the testers we have in the store have only been touched by human hands. <laughs> <laughs> we get asked that sometimes. And I'm like, no, no, these are these are floor demos. Yeah, like it's um, it's OK. Yeah, not that kind of tester. Um, I, well, I think so. A lot of people probably go online, right, because of that like mm -hmm. fear the stigma or the shame. But I remember one of the first times I went into an adult retail shop, I was totally the one in the group that was not like had never been before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh God, like, I don't know what to do. Um, but I remember that what one of the people that was working there said to me was, you don't have to feel weird. We're all in the store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, great. Oh yeah. Like no you're in a safe space because the people that work there literally work there mm -hmm. and everyone else that's in there is there for the same reason. Like they're also curious. They're mm -hmm. also, you know, regardless of your level of experience, everyone's there for the same purpose. They're curious and they want to explore and they want to learn more. And that always stuck with me because it was, it's true, right? You might be going yeah. online because you're like, you got to hide behind the shroud of whatever. And like, mm -hmm. God forbid the package comes and says on it what <laughs> store it came from in the mm -hmm. mail right you don't want to explain that to your apartment to you next no, door no. but um I, that it is actually a safe space and it's a safe space where you're going to get a better education and you're going to get a better you know yes hands-on experience too um and you're all in the same store yeah so that's a, that's a great message so so we're coming into the holiday season which is part of the reason why we wanted to bring you in here so if you could maybe um tell our listeners a little bit about what's the most popular if you're if you're starting out, what's the most popular if you're a little more experienced and kind of what's trending? So let's start first, like, what would you recommend to someone who was kind of the first curiosity and, and wanting to be like, ooh, it's the holidays. Let's let's pump it up a little. <laughs> so we definitely, I definitely get that question a lot of like, what's your most popular thing? What's your best seller? Um, and the honest answer with it is like, I could tell you our bestseller, but it might not honestly be a good fit for you. Yeah. Um, like a really, really, really important distinction actually yeah. is that one thing does not work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I totally get the, uh, like, I get why people go for that route of sort of like, oh, well, this must be, you know, this is well known mm -hmm. and it's popular, so it must be good. Right. But like, so to sort of touch on like the trends thing right now, those suction based toys are really popular. Right. So we yeah. have a lot of people that come in saying like, oh, I want to get the womanizer. I'm like, is this like your first kind of toy or do you already have experience with these? Mm -hmm. And that. And like suction toys in particular can be really, really intense for people. So if somebody only likes gentle, gentle touches, gentle vibration, mm -hmm. um, and then they get a really intense suction toy as like their first toy ever, that might turn them right. off to the idea of toys entirely, at least for a while. Especially with with that in particular. You know, I'm on, on a couple of Facebook groups where they're, they're all, women are always talking about toys. And when you have like a whole group of people saying, oh, my gosh, the rose, the mm -hmm. rose, the womanizer – and then you get it and it doesn't do anything for you, you feel like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, it's important what you're saying. It's like, you know, all, every toy, if even though it's trendy, might not be might not be your thing. And you shouldn't feel bad about it because there's plenty of other toys to try, right? Yeah. The, so what would be like the next the next thing other than this popular trending sucking so toys? Usually <laughs> what I will do. Lack of a do, better term. <laughs> usually what I'll do is I'll kind of try and figure out where they're starting from. And if somebody's looking for like their first 
basic, like, I want a vibrator, okay? First thing I'll ask is, okay, do you want something that's external or internal or something that's kind of versatile? Mm -hmm. And then from there, they, we have a few suggestions. Um, if somebody says they want something just, like, really simple, they don't have a lot of money to spend on it, mm -hmm. um, they just want to sort of try out vibration to begin with and see if they even like it. Um, I'll actually a lot of times recommend this item called the Eco Gaia. It's a, it's just like a slimline vibrator. It's made out of a biodegradable plastic and it's battery operated, um, but it's super simple. It's just a little twist dial on the bottom and it's smooth, works with pretty much any kind of lubricant. Um, so that ends up being a really good option for a lot of folks. It's also less than $20. Mm -hmm. So that can be really appealing so for like a stocking stuff. Yeah, it's a good starter, honestly. Um, any of those ones that are just a basic, doesn't have 5 million buttons, doesn't have a ton of settings to it. Because I like to encourage people to go for sort of a simpler and a lot of times on the cheaper side of things item to start with because then they can find out what they like, what they don't like, and kind of go from there. It's just about what feels good and what works for you, you know? So yeah. here, here, snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely encourage a lot of questions from customers and like literally if you need anything, I am here to talk. Like that's literally why I'm here. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, please let me ramble at you about my favorite toys in the store and like show you why these really cool things. I would love to. I just well, and I like what you just said about, you know, let's let's talk about sexual activity in a much broader sense. Mm -hmm. And and all of these toys you talk about are not they're not they don't have to be penetrative. They don't have to be used in any particular area. It's whatever your body feels good. Mm -hmm. um, I did a workshop this summer with um, women talking about understanding their body and where they find pleasure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could put a you could put a toy behind your neck if you want. You yeah. can put it wherever, you know, on your on your belly, if you like, if that's what feels good. And and I think it sounds like a lot of these toys are adaptable for that, especially your basic vibrator. It just vibrates. I mean, the joke was always like for my generation. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a massager <laughs> well yeah Drink, legit wink. it can be a massager yeah, don't like it works really well for that like if i get like really tense uh muscles in my like shoulder blades for example or not my shoulder like my neck um a lot of times i will just grab like the floor demo hitachi just like clean off the head and just use that on my shoulders because hey, it, vibration honestly, vibration really good for it right? yeah that's good so so what about like what about um role play and and clothes and dress up what kind of stuff is available in that area if somebody comes in asking for a costume, I'll ask them what they're going for more often than like, what is the theme of your costume? Um, because if it's that somebody wants to do like, oh, I'm trying to think. Well, do you have things like corsets? Yeah, we have lots of we have and, like, well, corsetry and skirts and a lot of leather gear in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, we have like harnesses in a few different materials at this point. We've got pants and jackets and all sorts of different stuff. Um, so it's more about building a whole look and less of here's your pre-made right, costume. Yeah, here's your right. set that we've created. For I mean, because corsets are, are just a way, I mean, for for women and, and I assume any gender, to just feel outside of the norm, like mm -hmm. just feeling erotic and feeling sexy and feeling like they're putting themselves out there, mm -hmm. not like jeans and a sweater you know yeah. to, to, and even that idea of having a corset underneath whatever you're wearing mm -hmm. and and i assume you also probably sell sexy stockings mm -hmm. and fishnets and and just that like i think what we were thinking about um stocking stuffers right mm -hmm. um what else would you think would be a great stocking stuffer for the holidays if you want something something small that would surprise your person um so yeah so definitely lube i mean a basic bullet vibe doesn't really ever go awry something small and versatile because those a lot of times you can use them just like on their own and like they're not really with a small bullet vibe you don't get tend to get stuck 
in the idea that like this has to be used in any particular way as much, right? Because it's little, you can put it into like various sleeves, various toys. Mm -hmm. um, like we sell dildos that have uh, bases to them where you can actually put a bullet into or like uh, different like vibrating cock rings or things like that. Just there's a lot of options there. So I'd say basic bullet vibes, little bottles of lube can be nice. Um, sometimes sensitizing ingredients people really enjoy. So it depends on the person if you're, you know, if uh, someone's already really sensitive in their like more intimate areas to begin with, you maybe mm -hmm. don't want to give them a mm -hmm. product that's going to make their nerves stand on end, but maybe that's something they would like. Mm -hmm. Or um, one thing that's actually a really good one, I think, is the we sell massage candles. And those ones are – they're made out of a wax that melts at a much lower temperature and it actually just can massage into the skin. Oh, that's um, cool. So I'll recommend that to a lot of folks as a good gift because like, hey, um, you know, try this, smell this. Do you like the scent? Cool. So the nice thing with this is it's a really great way to play around with like massages, which can be a really nice way to connect with your partner. Mm -hmm. um, and so it can be used for massages. You can also get a little bit of trying out wax play if you mm -hmm. want to, because it melts at such a low temperature. And sorry, just to clarify real quick, um, wax play is using like candle wax or a lot of times people have like melted paraffin wax or something like that to just sort of drip or pour on different mm -hmm. parts of the body for sensation. Mm -hmm. um, so a massage candle can be a really good starting point for that because it melts at such a low temperature. It's really just like warm and you don't have to deal with all the cleanup of everything. Right, right. So, and ultimately if they and don't- it smells good. Yeah, it smells good. So <laughs> and it's a candle. You, exactly. That's what I'm getting to is like, as long as you get a scent that you like, even if it turns out that the person doesn't want to use it as a massage oil, maybe they don't like the texture of the oil on their skin, or maybe they don't like the idea of working with a flame or whatever, you still have a nice smelling candle mm -hmm. and like, that's not a bad gift either. I think what's nice about the suggestions you made, too, is that it it's all stuff like everything you said is like it's not pushing anyone past their limits. Like mm -hmm. those suggestions are nice because they are very entry level. It's like you can try it. It's probably not going to be bad. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's easing you into it in a way that it's exciting and it's curious, but you're not pushing anyone outside of their comfort zone. And I think that's important to keep in mind is that gifting these types of things can be really fun and it can be fun to gift to your partners. But it's good to keep in mind what your partner's comfortable, comfortable with and what they've tried before, too. And obviously, the more you know your partner, the more you can push the limits and push the boundaries a little bit of what you do to experiment together. Um, but it's nice to know that there are also toys and there are also options that can kind of work for everyone. Yeah, and a nice thing with those is that, like, because they branch out into a lot of ways, it can also just help kickstart those conversations a lot mm -hmm. of times. Um, of just like, hmm, well, what is it that you find appealing about this? Or what is it that you don't like about right. it? And it allows for more options because somebody might say, like, oh, this massage candle is really cool. I'm not so much interested in the massage aspect, but the temperature right. play Heftier, aspect can be yeah. really interesting. And then from there, you're like, okay, well, what if we tried, like... I don't know, cold spoons that you put in the fridge for a little bit and then try that on skin. So oh, all right, we're going to talk about that in another yeah. episode for sure <laughs> because that's that's the next part of fun, right, is to explore the fun. And I think that what hopefully got across to people today is that um, sex toys are fun. And why not think about it during the holidays? Why not think about it as, as a way to even kickstart your new year? Yeah, um, make the most wonderful time of the year even more wonderful. That's not to be a big and scary thing. It's no. something to help you have fun. That's the whole point of all this is like maybe seriousness is part of your fun, but it, it doesn't have to be. It can just be about exploring and enjoying the time with each other. And like there doesn't have to be a goal, you know? Right. Yeah. And we're, we talked about that um, 
one of our episodes about how orgasm isn't the goal of sex, but <laughs> the the most important goal of sex is actually just to have a good experience. Exactly. And so whatever you can do to amp that up is great. Um, and like you said, you know, gifting these little gifts for the holidays or whatever, just to surprise partners or whatever it is, is a good way to start conversations about what folks are comfortable with. And that is part of why we were so excited to have you on today is because we know how important it is to just start those conversations. So we really appreciate you coming on and giving us your perspective and your insight. Yeah, of course. I'm again, I'm really uh, glad that y'all brought me in. This is it's nice to be able to like have these conversations um, very directly. And also, like, I know that a lot of things that people worry about can sometimes be answered really easily. I'm just like, no, 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 like, you're not weird for liking this thing, or it's not wild or out there. You can just, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to want to explore stuff. It's okay to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And just that whole thing of like, this doesn't have to be big and serious and scary. Right. So you hear to hear, folks, sex toys are the new hot gift this year. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your partners. Maybe don't tell your parents. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on the parents. relationship. Yeah. I mean, I could tell my parents, clearly. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> All right. So our myth, more or less, was that sexy fun isn't for everyone. Obviously, sexy fun is for everyone. So that's another myth. That we put, put to bed. bed. <laughs> always, Lucas. Every time we have to say it. It never gets less corny. Um, thanks, as always. Thank you, Lucas, for being here. Thanks for our listeners for tuning in. And have a safe, happy, healthy, and damn, sex-positive holiday season. Yes. Clap, clap. <laughs> Bye now. See you soon. <laughs> thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of Sex Ed Debunked. During the course of our podcast... We have limited time together, which means that unfortunately, many identities, groups, and movements may not be represented each week. The field of sexuality and gender orientations, identities, and behaviors are changing and growing rapidly, and we remain committed to being as inclusive as possible. Please remember that all of us, including us, are learning in this area and may occasionally slip up. We ask that we all continue to be kind to one another so that we can create a truly inclusive and accepting environment. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us at Sex Ed Debunked on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Sex Ed Debunked is produced by Trailblaze Media along with myself, Shannon Curley, and Christine Curley. From Trailblaze Media, our engineering is handled by Ezra Winters. Mm-hmm.